Hey folks, Ash here. Just letting you know the intro starts with all our voices being echoed, but the issue is resolved before long, about 40 seconds in. Sorry for the inconvenience. Enjoy the show. Hey ho, hello there. Welcome to episode 16 of the GVG cast. The fun's over, everybody. I'm your host for today, Ash Paulson, and all of us dads are back. Steve Bowling and Derek Bittner, my good friends and GVG co-founders, we are back in the driver's seat for GVG Cast, and like I said, that means the fun's over. The kids are in bed, and we're, we're cleaning everything up. Uh, no, as you know, uh, John, Brandon, and Daniel uh, <laughs> took the helm for the last I, couple of I, weeks. I think we're getting Ash Man right now, because according to our live audience, we got Echo Ash. Echo Ash. Oh, man. Echo Ash. Let's the see. only thing you hear me once is hear me twice, apparently. There we go. Okay. Maybe worse. Maybe worse. Should should uh, be better now. Sorry about that. I I was listening to Ash in my headphones and I forgot the last Ash in stereo. Yeah. Yeah. Ash in stereo. Now in stereo. Apparently uh, I'm yeah. in stereo. Too. I'm in stereo too, but I'm guessing you fixed it for me as well. Yeah. So so for those of you that don't remember, two whole episodes <clears throat> ago, uh, we had our video service crash like right in the middle of the episode, and I had to like scramble <laughs> to put it on Discord. Um, and so I had to make audio changes as well to get the show back up and running. And I forgot all the changes I made because it's been two weeks since I've done this. So (laughs) hopefully it's all good now. So as you all know, as Steve just said, uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've been here, at least on the show. Uh, John, Brandon, and Daniel took over GVG cast for a couple of weeks because we just wanted the kids to run amok. No, uh, basically Steve and Derek and I were all traveling at various points over the past couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, we wanted to give you a show of a different flavor. We know they killed it. They did an amazing job. But somewhere along the way, they adopted this narrative that they are the GVG kids and we are the GVG dads. Now, I feel quite lucky because I get the benefit of being called a GVG dad without actually being a biological dad. I don't have kids. Steve and Derek do. I don't. But apparently I'm like, (laughs) last week I was called the daddiest of the kids. I mean, I guess he's just going age-based because John's a kid. And I guess that makes us all grandpas (laughs) at that point. Wow. Right? Juan Juan (laughs) Delgado cutting to the meat of the issue here. No, let's slow down. I'm not ready to be a a grand GVG granddad yet. Uh, But I did text my wife because somebody last week apparently called me the the daddiest of all GVG dads, which I just texted my wife and I was like, what do you how do you feel about that? And she's like, this is weird. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, "Okay, fair enough. I don't even really know what it means out of the meme culture, I want to say. Yeah, I don't even know what it means either, but it sounds like it's a good thing to be considered a dad. It it sounds like a horny thing. People Uh really like dads. Yeah, I think. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, I actually was around last week, but I was unfortunately sick. And I'm still a little sick, uh, but I'm feeling well enough to be here, obviously, because I'm here. But uh, I want to hear all about your travels, guys. Uh, Steve, let's start with you. What were you doing? How's it? How's you, have you been, man? How you doing? Where have you been? What's going on <laughs> in your life, man? As usual, anytime that I disappear from the show, something terrible happens, like to me as a human being. So, um yeah, I went to my mom's house. No big deal. Uh, it was it was great because my kids have never been to my mom's house. Uh, and for those of you that know, my oldest daughter is nine. She just turned nine. And she's never been to my mom's house. <laughs> um, just because kind of co-parenting and issues with that can make it difficult, right? Um, so we finally like were able to cut through all the red tape involved and, and take a trip out to see my mom. So my mom got to have all of her grandkids in one spot for the first time in her life. So it was a big deal for her, and I was very happy for her. But while I was gone, I developed an ulcer. 
And that is not a fun thing, it turns out. Like, I felt my age more starkly than I ever have in my life. Uh, And and I don't know what it was. I think it was a combination of, like, stress because I was trying to do my normal day job, but with, like, nine kids in the same house and, like, you know, a group of adults that aren't working during the day. So they're all talking and doing stuff. And I just remember, like, thinking... That sounds impossible. It that, is, oh. it turns out. But yeah. I uh, I remember thinking, like, early in the day, I was like, oh, man, my stomach hurts. And then the next day, I was like, my stomach is, like, weirdly hard. And then I, I'll save you all all the gross parts of it. But suffice it to say, it became very evident that something was extremely wrong. Uh, oh, like, man. I... Uh, I, I I just like uh, I, I the one thing I will say is like I ended up throwing up at one point and it was just like blood like I had been punched in the stomach by Goku in an episode of Dragon Ball or that something. That would terrify me, man. It did. It's really <laughs> scary. Apparently, when blood comes out of places you don't think it should be coming out of, yeah, um, it really shouldn't. Yeah. So yeah, the hot chicken came back, but um, <laughs> I was I was definitely uh, really really worried, and then. Uh, I waited till I got home here, till I returned from my trip, and I went and saw a doctor. Because you should, if something's wrong, kids, go see a doctor. This is I your mean, dad. I'm sort of doctor averse, but if I'm uh, vomiting blood, yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm to go to the doctor. I'm honestly pretty doctor averse too, because I'm like, I don't want to know what's wrong if I don't feel it. That's <laughs> so, how I feel. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want them to come I just in don't and be like, pay for it if it was free. Yeah. Sure, whatever. Give me, give me the checkup. Yeah. Uh, around like what day would you say your symptoms got really bad with your ulcer, Steve? I'm just curious because I had a really bad stomach issue recently it was, too. And I'm wondering. It was definitely Friday because okay. I remember like Thursday I was like, oh, things are bad. Friday I was like, oh my god! Like my mom, uh, was like pouring coffee down my throat because she's addicted to star Starbucks, and so like nice. I I got to the point where I was like, nope, don't want to drink anything, don't want to eat anything. I was like, leave me alone, <laughs> like. I feel like a cat on hospice. Just bring me a bottle of water and I'll figure it out. Why is she putting coffee down your throat when... If you have an ulcer. Well, not even that. Even if you're just not feeling well. <laughs> like, coffee my, does not help. Water, my man, my mom loves coffee. Like, it is her favorite thing in the world. Oh, and, and I think, she, I think your mom and I need to talk about I have the Ash Paulson of moms, for sure. Yeah. This isn't like the <laughs> really weird of, thing. Big <laughs> wedding. This isn't the cure-all. That, that coffee will not do anything. No, I don't it think the Ash Paulson of moms is an image that anyone no wants. No wonder you're coffee. Yeah, coffee. coffee and, and like an idiot, you know, I didn't change my eating habits despite this. I just ate less of the things that I always eat. So I was like, you know what would go good with this extreme stomach pain? Coke Coca-Cola. Dude, you are killing me. You are I, killing no, me. No, I was killing me. That's what I was oh. doing. I was actively oh, chipping man. away at my own HP. So, uh, But yeah, I got home and they're like, you did what? Like my doctor was like, you did what? Come on, oh, man. How? <laughs> like you're supposed to be smart. Steve, I thought. I, I'm almost positive you have to kill yourself. I'm, I'm. Well, I switched to water for one. I'm okay, drinking good. water. That's Thank a, you. Water. That's a. <laughs> I have. I, well, I, I'm equipped for both. I have water and coffee, just in case I get an ulcer during the episode. I got the water, but if I don't, I'm. Gonna <laughs> well, I'll tell you if if you. Yeah, you know what, Vidron? I did try uh, coffee oh, coke. It is one of the so worst gross. things in the world. It's so gross, that right? Doesn't sound good. Yeah, it's like. I don't know who at Coca-Cola thought that that was a good idea. They're like, let's just pour like an old latte in this cup of flat Coke. It'll be fine. <laughs> Rex TQ says, Ash, what the hell, man? LOL. 
dude, have you met me? I always have coffee on hand during an episode of pretty much anything we do here yes. on the channel. You'd, I'm the coffee guy. That's just who I am. I'm, I don't I'm think basically coffee go-go. does anything for you because it, you can drink it any time of night and still, well, I say still get to sleep, but then you are up till like 4 a.m., so never mind. It, it doesn't have a huge effect on me anymore. I honestly just really like the taste and smell. I really love coffee. It's not just for the caffeine. It's not even for the caffeine anymore. I'm, I just like the taste of it. I'm not going to lie. Even before the ulcer, I couldn't drink a cup of coffee without taking a trip to the bathroom within oh, really? half an hour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, that off the line says decaf. Am I a joke to you? Honestly, decaf, yes, is a joke to me. I'm glad for everyone out there who loves it, but it doesn't <laughs> taste the same. It does not taste. It's like drinking nonfat milk. It doesn't taste the same. I gotta, I gotta have the real stuff. I, what can I say? Uh, your story, Steve, reminds me of a friend I had who uh, he, he once had a really bad stomach like thing going on, and he was obviously very sick. And I found, I found out that his siblings were picking up chicken McNuggets for him to take care of him, and I'm like. Of all the things you would feed somebody with a stomach virus or whatever the hell he had, you're going to feed them McDonald's? Like, not it, anything a... else? Like, what? The, my God. Has nobody heard of the brat diet? Bananas, rice. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. that's uh, the dad and Derek talking. Oh, you, my God. Exactly. They hand you that I, I info when you're a kid. I, when we got Kai back, he had a stomach ache and was not feeling well. And that, you know, you, you don't know what to do for him. The poor kid could... Um, not keep anything in his stomach without not throwing it up, but the other method violently not... ejecting it. Yes. Jeez. <laughs> and oh man. The poor kid was just dealing with all that. So we're trying to figure out the best things to give him and keep him, um, you know, healthy and going, but poor kid was not feeling very well. <laughs> Jeez. So, well, like, I, it's, it's probably why it's also in my head. It's like, no, gotta go with kind foods to yourself. Yep, bread, rice, applesauce, and toast, I believe. Mm-hmm. What it is? Yeah, okay. Yeah, applesauce yeah. and toast. Um, uh, I, I, I think you can get saltines in there as well. Okay, they have saltines, fair yeah, enough. Stuff like that. Um, but, chicken uh, noodle, soup broth. There's stuff that you can eat that is not chicken exactly. nuggets. That's chicken true. nuggets or coffee when you have a stomach issue. Like, jeez, um, come on. Uh, Derek, speaking of you, man, you've also been uh, out and about on your own vacation of sorts. What what went down, man? Have, did you have a good time? Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, real quick before I get too far, though, uh, Amy's telling me that my voice seems lower than all ah. of you. So while I'm talking, I, I, I'm assuming Steve can fix me up. But uh, my vacation, first vacation in two plus years, I want to say. It's been oh, a yeah. while. Uh, especially, and it's the first time Amy and I have been away from Kai for longer than a like day and even that was kind of recent um basically my mom took uh, took care of kai for the week and uh we we met up with her she took kai he got to hang out with his cousins have a good old time um go all all around and amy and i got to go to um my friends and i's uh beach trip that we've done every year since graduating high school That's uh, awesome. i think we're, we're Nice. Uh, scary enough i think we're approaching our 20th year <laughs> of doing Ooh. this oh man yeah, that's, that's the you want to feel age mm-hmm. <laughs> right there Jeez. um but it, it really isn't like anything crazy or anything like that we just go to the outer banks rent out a house with like 11 to 13 of us depending on the year and just chill board games card games uh using the pool going to the beach um on occasion uh, hanging out, video games, bad movies, whatever. You just nice. we we uh, 
watch it all. And it was, it's, it's just a nice relaxing time. I had the chance to just, and this shows you how much of a nerd, uh, just nerd I am. I had a chance to just sit down and play final fantasy 14 for nice. a good chunk and just Ooh. enjoy myself going through the most of this game and just doing a lot of the extra stuff. And I, I, I don't know, just enjoying more of it. It's, <laughs> uh, it was, it was just nice. And then getting to play games and stuff with my friends. Um, it was, it was a good time. Nice and relaxing. Um, you know, the, the thing with those types of th- places, though, beds are never great. So we just have to deal with not great beds. Um, but other, overall, it was a good time. I, I feel bad, though, because I failed to protect Amy from a um, scary bad movie. <laughs> we were told it was a horror <laughs> oh, movie. Okay. Um, have, uh, have you ever heard of the movie Hardware, Ash? Since you're a purveyor no. of bad movies. No, but I, a, I will they, put it on my list. It's a 1990s movie about a apocalypse movie that makes no sense. They go into all this detail, has this be uh, this this crazy setup that's a Mad Max ish that they never really fully go over. Uh, like they say, it's the apocalypse, but they have running water, refrigerators, showers. It's like <laughs> something is something about this is not adding up. But a killer robot eventually goes haywire and starts attacking people and. Um, it has Porkins as a from Star Wars as oh no as like as like just the worst pervert ever like just gross as all hell and between that and his super violent death, um, poor Amy was a little scarred. Oh man, jeez! Like it, it's like it, the other the worst part of it though the flashing lights. It is like a color palette of red and just constantly flashing these lights that just oh, drive really me intense. like yeah. we were getting active headaches Amy turned oh, on a backlight uh, really helped us out because uh, it is not a good movie I don't even I wouldn't even call it a fun bad movie <laughs> it's just doesn't sound like it well, that just means man. that the next time you have to watch The Room, man. If you haven't yet, you got to watch that The Room. That was brought up, and I don't know why we didn't do it because there was why like didn't three you of us do did it. There was like three of us there that hadn't seen it before, so I don't know Dude, why we didn't choose The Room. It's one of the best movies ever, and I'm right. not even saying that ironically. It's so fun. You, you definitely I are. Like, I feel like seeing Tommy Wiseau's ass is less scarring than that movie. For, Probably. You know? Probably. How many scars does he have on his ass? I don't know. <laughs> I think I'd rather not I really know. don't. I don't know. Uh, but what our audience should know before we move on is that we have a sponsor for today's episode, and that is, of course, The Game Orb. The Game Orb is a YouTube channel that brings commentary and gameplay footage from the Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series X gaming systems. While games like Splatoon 2, Sonic Colors Ultimate, and Super Mario 64 can be seen on the channel, along with others, The Game Orb will also now be adding Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu to the gaming collection. So be sure to subscribe to The Game Orb at the link in the, des- in the description, and as always, I'm going to post it in uh, our YouTube chat as well. So thank you, Eddie, for everything, as always. Yeah. You've been thank you've you. been supporting us at the sponsorship here literally from the very beginning of GVG, and we can't thank you enough. So please, everybody watching, go show Eddie some love if you haven't uh, already, and make sure to subscribe and check out his awesome content. And I just posted it in YouTube chat, so please make sure to go are. do that. Uh, where is it? Where did it go, though? Well, in the meantime, mm-hmm. should we start reading a lot of these we got yes, a lot of we have chats coming in like holy cow. super chats. Uh, first of all, we have Jaden Buck with $10. Thank you, Jaden. Crazy question Fridays, crazy question number 41. Have you ever been able to subtract two numbers in the thousands, digits, or higher from each other without using a calculator? No. Yeah. Yeah. 
5,000 minus 5,000. Well, if go. we're going that simple, then yeah, <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, I know. I, I assume uh, they were talking about something more complex. No, I assume that too. I just wanted to be a troll. Uh, no, I, I yeah. If it's something more like complex than the obvious ones, then no, probably not. I'm not a math guy. I fully rely on calculators. Mm -mm. Screw math. I don't, I don't need about calculators. You I can do it. Fair enough. <laughs> I can I can do I, it. That's only because I, I'm teaching my kid math though, and so I've uh, had to bone up a lot. All right, Steve. Then, 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 then bone up now. Five thousand six hundred thirty-seven minus two thousand two hundred forty-eight. Go. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I was thinking is, you could you could put out any answer, and I should be like, yeah, sure, that's that's an answer. That's true. I'd yeah. be like, yeah. eleven, and you'd be like, all right. Know. I just wanted to say, Steve, bone up right now. That's really why I said that. Listen, man, I've got two that. kids already. I'm my boning days are over. Oh, God. oh man. Uh, well, I would say speaking of boning days, but that wouldn't be an appropriate uh, segue. So I'm just going to say our next super chat, Aramis Baramis with $100. Holy crap. Thank you so much. You are always wow. so incredibly generous. You all are. And $100 uh, saying, hi, GVG crew. Here's to another great cast. Here to show some, here to show some support. Jesus, thank you so, yeah, so thank much. You. I don't even know what to say every week. You were so kind and so generous. Thank you Seriously. very much. Uh, next up, Zeno Luxcare with $10. Maybe Zeno Luxcare, I'm not sure. With $10, thank you. Steve should tie a ribbon around his forehead and it will look like Ryu from Street Fighter <laughs> Six. That is, I like that is it. the highest compliment because mm -hmm. I'm fat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> It, just, and it is a high compliment because Ryu's hot in SF6. That's what I'm saying. He's yeah. like a hot dad. I feel. It leaned into the, the, everybody loved the uh, dad Ryu um, costume. It's like, okay, let's just make that the main thing because people loved it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm coming around more and more on Ryu's design. I'm sure we'll talk about it more in a little bit, but I'm I'm coming around on the character designs in FF, SF6, not FF6. Right, right. I am too. I am too. And uh, we'll be talking about Street Fighter VI a little bit later today in the episode. Uh, although you should know the, the roster has apparently since been leaked. We won't be talking about the leaked roster. Uh, you know, we know specifically. Every, yeah, specifically. We know a lot of you out there might not want to know who the, who's in the roster. So we're going to be very careful about that in terms of spoilers. But be careful if you're, you know, curious about Street Fighter VI. There are uh, roster spoilers out there now. Uh, next super chat is RecBCQ with $5. Thank you very much. Uh, I need to rewatch the state of play because I got distracted drawing Steve LeChonk, which I yes. still have not seen. I need to see this. I want to see yeah. Steve Yeah, I'm going to post that in the live audience chat right now. Oh, please so. do. I, I want to see this. Yeah, I've not seen it myself. Let's see. Uh... I, 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 I'm still just imagining Ryoma. Ashley Bird, I agree with you in our YouTube chat. My favorite Street Fighter Six character, Luigi. Right? He is the best. Oh, uh, it doesn't work. Let's see. Oh, no. Hold on. I need to copy oh, the image. It's... He, he sent it to me in a DM on Twitter, and Twitter oh, uses okay. a weird file format for their pictures. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that just doing a copy image will work. Yeah. Okay, there we go. <laughs> That's pretty so good. good. That's great. That's really good. Yeah. I love work. that. That's really good. Well done. Well done, Rec. Uh, uh, is telling us there isn't the entire roster, since the elite said 25 characters and there's only 22 images, so we're missing three. Right. Right. But it's the vast majority of the roster. I don't want to spoil that for everybody. Just in case. It is really wild, though. Like, if you followed that leak, how much of SF6 is ready? Because yeah, there's right? there's video of some of the characters, like a oh, video wow. of one of that the deep. yeah, a, a video of one of the characters. I won't say who because it's you know not a character that we've that they've shown doing their super move 
is is out and available for you to find in the ether. And then there's a video of an in-game menu that shows a ton of different characters that haven't been announced yet. And so it's like it seems Holy like crap. the game is is far closer to completion than than maybe most of us realize. Right. No, I, I that that's exactly what I was thinking. Like it's obviously way further development than we realized and it's wild that it's still not coming out till next year. Same thing with FF16. You know, we had uh, you know, we we had them come out and say essentially, "Oh, it's ready." Like, you know, it's pretty much ready. It's playable from start to finish. It's going to be out sooner than you think and it's still coming out next year, which is, you know, kind of weird, but yeah. Um, it's funny as Brandon, uh, or my son, apparently it, canonically, Brandon is apparently my son. Now my son just posted in our live audience chat that the official street fighter Twitter account has owned up to the leak saying as residents oh. of Metro city, we've all seen things we weren't supposed to see, but we're all in this together. We appreciate all the positive reactions. Thank you for the support. So they came right out and admitted it. Just, I, mean, I mean, it's, it's impossible it's to deny, yeah. it, you yeah, know, there, is. there are leaks that are dubious. And then there's this stuff like you can't fake in-game footage and character art and all this stuff in, in 24 hours. It's just right. not possible. Right. Yeah, completely. Uh, Sturlson with 10 uh, Sturlson, I believe. Yes. With 10 Canadian dollars. Thank you very much. You're a new name in, in, in our chat. I'd like to see new names. Thank you. Uh, hey, GVG had a two year relationship that just ended. Glad to be tuning in. Thank you for the good vibes and all that you do. Well, Sturlson. I am so incredibly sorry for that. That's breakups are the worst. We've all been through them. Yep. It's just such a horrible oh, yeah. thing to go through. And I'm so sorry for your loss. That's terrible. And I hope we can bring you some good vibes today and help the end of your relationship uh, hurt a little bit less. So thank you for tuning in and thank you for the super chat. Yeah. Really sorry. Thank you. Uh, next is Ethan Clegg with $10. Thank you very much, Ethan. Longtime fan here. I don't super chat much, but I wanted to say thanks for getting me into RPGs. Among other games, I'm loving the Dragon Quest series, and I'm starting the Etrian Odyssey series soon. Ooh, hell hell yes. yeah. Nice to hear. Glad to Good hear choices. that we've able to get. Yeah, great choices. Yeah. And if, if you, you know I'm going to say this. I know Steve agrees. If you haven't played Chrono Trigger yet, play, play Chrono, Trigger. Chrono Trigger. Play it, play it, play it, play it. Uh, thank you, Ethan. Next up is $2 from Santi the person just saying, hey, Ash, with a devilish grin. I don't know. I don't know what this devilish grin is supposed to mean. I don't know if you have some sort of scary plans for me. I don't know if you're hitting on me. I don't know what that means. <laughs> all of but the above. All of the yeah. above, yes. <laughs> but thank you, Santi, for the $2 and for the uh, mysterious uh, smiley face. Uh, Jacob Matza with $5. Thank you very much. Uh, since Google has said they are bringing Google Play games to PC, does this change your opinion on mobile games at all? Mm, not no. really. No, I don't really find that the two are no. really linked in any way. So no. I mean, they could still be good. I mean, it just it, I it's hey, it's on a platform I have a slightly better chance of playing it on. That's I mean, it's it's right. not the fact that the mobile games. It just I don't want to play on this. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Is like I don't have anything against mobile games. Period. I just don't really want to play most games on a platform without physical buttons. I know I can get like a like a holder thing with buttons, but I don't really want to do that. So rhythm games on mobile are cool, but I'm just not really into playing most other games on mobile. Uh, but thank you, Jacob. Uh, game Belt Summit with a one dollar super chat, and I know the message isn't there, but it's right below it. And you said first super chat, and this was floating in my mind. Will a flash or hard will flash or hard drives become gaming consoles in the future? A device that plugs into the into the TV without any necessary setup. Uh, that's part one. Part two is this would be something Microsoft, PlayStation, or maybe Nintendo could take advantage of, as I think it would be a powerful USB. 
Thank you and keep up the amazing content. Well, thank mm. you, Game Belt, for the super chat. Um, it sounds what, so. like what you're talking about is essentially like plugging like a like what are those things called? I, I actually have one. I forgot like Blackberry like a Fire no. Stick or a Raspberry uh, Pi. Raspberry. I have like a Raspberry Pi em- emulation thing, which literally is just a box. It plugs into my TV. I don't know if that's what you mean. What What, what do you get from that, Steve? It sounds to me like uh, what what I would describe or what I what the image that that conjures for me is like a Amazon Fire Stick or something that mm-hmm. really just plugs into an HDMI port on your TV and is like a stick and that's it. You know, like there's no visible mm-hmm. hardware. Um, and the I, I would say not for the foreseeable future, unless there's some like dramatic change in how technology is built, just because, I mean, look at how big like the PS5 and the Series X are, they're friggin' huge. And the reason for that is that while uh, CPU and GPU sizes are actually getting smaller, like they're they're taking up less space, uh, they basically make them bigger, like <laughs> to, to compete, like to, to generate these insane graphics that we see on screen. So, uh, I mean, you look at the Nintendo kind of played the console like generational game very well in terms of the fact that at the Wii, they started releasing intentionally underpowered hardware and it, it enabled them to go from, you know, this kind of impossible seeming jump from the Wii U, which was large typical console size to the switch, which is way smaller, <clears throat> but is more powerful. Mm-hmm. And, but that's like a once in a lifetime kind of thing. I don't think mm-hmm. that anybody's going to be able to pull that off again without a dramatic, a dramatic downgrade, right? Like, so if you take the PlayStation five and reduce, like cut its size in half without like a new processor or something, you're, you're just going to have to, re- you're going to have to cut corners. And I, I don't think we've reached a point technologically where something like that would happen. Um, I think the closest thing you're going to see is Microsoft is going to release like an Xbox streaming stick that you can plug in like that and play Xbox games, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to actually play the games on it. It's going to just stream them from the cloud. I do see that happening. I don't see consoles going that way though. Mm -mm. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. But yeah, I I want to throw that to you, Steve. Clearly out of the three of us, you are the tech guy. So (laughs) so yeah, hell, I just called, I just called a Raspberry Pi a Blackberry. So that tells you everything (laughs) you need to know. Um, you know, I, I like tech, but I'm not uh, super, I'm not an expert on tech, like the, the way Mr. Bowling is over here. Uh, but thank you for that question, Game Belt Summit. That was great. Uh, all right, one more super chat for now, and then we'll move on to something I think uh, we're all looking forward to talking about. Uh, Shulchin with 5 Euro. Thank you very much. Hey, guys, I love the show and wanted to know, what are your opinions on pro wrestling? Did you ever watch it or play the games? The PS2 games are great. Uh, I was into wrestling as a kid, as like a small kid. I used to watch WWF at the time. I thought Hulk Hogan was really cool. And that was obviously way before he became really <laughs> problematic. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, as I got older, like by the time I was a teen, I had, I didn't care about wrestling anymore and I still don't really, but I played some of the games on N64. I don't know which one I couldn't tell you, but I played a couple of good N64 wrestling games. That's kind of mm-hmm. where it stops for me though. What about I'm- you guys? basically the same i i watched wrestling as a kid uh my grandparents were really into it so i'd watch with them mainly wcw on my end although in, in high school i'd hear about the wwe era and i've seen I, I saw a couple of the classic wwe matches um like i i think i i think i did watch that i don't even know if you guys will know what i'm talking about the 
Mankind versus Undertaker. Yes. Uh, cage match. Mm-hmm. Slams him which, through the cage. Yeah, which, dear God. Dear that God, was, that, that is was memorable. brutal. Also watched when The Rock was the heel, like the bad guy in all this situation. Oh, yeah. And that part was, of, that, that's something fun to well, watch. Wasn't he part of the Nation of Domination, I think? Yes. Yes, yeah. that is exactly right. Um, yeah. So that was a good one. I, I was also there for when Goldberg was doing his, like, 100 uh, win streak. Although a lot of those were just, like, jobbers that he'd just go in, spike them in, like, two minutes and then leave. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I find wrestling entertaining, I guess, when I happen to just see it on, but it's not something that I would, like, go out of my way to watch. But, I, you know, I, I find it cheesy, and, you know, I like cheesy things. So it's it's funny, but I, yeah. I don't go out of my way for it. The camp, the it, it's entertaining. I don't watch it like I used to. Uh, it sounds like Derek and I probably watched around the same time. Like I, mm-hmm. I fell off around the same time. But I enjoy the games. The my my love of wrestling has has changed over from the actual wrestling to the games because the games are just so over the top and stupid. That, like I really <laughs> there has been a lot of great games recently. <laughs> right. I was gonna right. say the last couple WWE games were terrible. Um, but I always, and I don't dig the whole career mode or anything like that. Like I don't, I don't need story in my games, but I do like creating the most like weird looking wrestler I can create and just having him beat down on all these legendary, you know, famous people. Like I'll make a guy who's like a hundred pounds soaking wet and has male (laughs) pattern baldness and, Uh (laughs) and is somehow beating up like macho man, Randy Savage. I, I enjoy nice. that, uh, and so yeah. me and my friends would often like just try to make the most cringeworthy uh, create a character. In fact, uh, WWF Raw. I'm saying F because it was still WWF back then. But WWF mm-hmm. Raw for the Xbox. Um, I had, I was I was on a trip with someone, and I brought my whole original Xbox. And oh, I went nice. to GameStop and I bought an RF modulator so we could play it on his grandma's like super old TV. And oh, we boy. were in bunk beds and I was in the top bunk bed and I spent like four hours making my dad in <laughs> in WWF Raw. And I gave him so my dad does this weird thing. Sorry, dad, if you're watching, I'm about to kind of make fun of you. But um, my dad <laughs> does this weird thing. He never smiles. He just shows you his teeth. He goes like that and (laughs) so i gave him triple h's ring entrance and i you if you don't know triple h back when he was wrestling like back in the day i'm talking like 2001 2002 his ring entrance was that he'd come out with a bottle of water like one of these he'd pour it all over himself take a sip and spit it and growl and the animation (laughs) that they gave in this old xbox game for his growl was my dad's smile. It was. That's so funny. And so I didn't know that. And so I make my dad and my dad has a body that I can only describe as Santa Clausy in nature. So like, you know, big belly, <laughs> little legs, little arms, maybe robotnik would be better, but either way. So I made my dad, you know, and I made him, I gave him his little shoulder tattoo. And of course I made him shirtless because who wouldn't? And he comes out, he does the triple H intro. He pours the water on his head, spits the water, does the smile. And I lose it. When I see this, I'm laughing so hard. It's like two 30 in the morning at this old woman's house. And I am dying laughing. My friend and I are like dying laughing so hard. I can't breathe. I fall out of the bunk bed and like smack my head on the floor. 
And oh it's God. so funny oh that I don't even pause to like experience the pain of that. I'm still laughing. This old lady throws open the door. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with your friend? <laughs> <laughs> And he's and and my friend is like pointing at my dad on the screen, and this lady doesn't know my dad. She doesn't uh-huh. understand why it's funny at all. She's like, "You guys are idiots." And she closes <laughs> the door. Hey, at least that's as far as it went. She didn't like yeah. you know tell you to go home and be like, "Call your parents. You're going home. You're too <laughs> yeah, loud." No. So I, I would not have wanted door. to explain to my dad that I was mocking him in an Xbox game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah. he'd appreciate that. No. Yeah. Um. God, th- this this is only like kind of adjacent but it just reminds me of a really embarrassing story that i had related to my dad when i was a kid uh he he had dropped me and, and my buddy at the time to go see the south park movie and he was gonna go watch uh or to go run a few errands while my buddy and i watched the south park movie and it turns out he finished his errands sooner than he thought he would so he decided to you know just buy a ticket for himself and watch the last you know hour with us or whatever and i swear to god he came in at the exact moment that the, the talking clitoris scene started, he like <laughs> slid in next to me and my buddy and started, you know, he's like, hey, yeah, I'm going to watch a movie. And it was right when the talking clitoris started. And it was just one of those, you know, when you're watching a movie with your parents and like a sex scene happens and it's just, you know, the worst experience. <laughs> and it was something that stuck with me because it was just like I kind of looked at him and he kind of looked at us and we were just like, we stayed and why he didn't make us leave. But, you know, he knew I... it was South Park, but it was just like really awkward. But not shirtless. My dad was wearing a shirt when he came to the movie, so I mean, it's not a shirtless dad story. <laughs> I think yeah. he like he knows the job. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really quickly, before we move on to one of our main topics of the day, I want to call out something that uh, our good friend Top Dog said, as highlighted by Juan Delgado in our live audience chat. Top Dog is it has beaten classic Mega Man one through four and is really enjoying five. Nice. Hell, five might even become my favorite classic Mega Man game. And Top Dog, you have good taste because Mega Man five is my favorite classic game too. Yeah, wait, wait, till it, wait till I get to six. That's the best. One. Six is really good too, though. Six is underrated as hell. But I, love- I could easily fall down the rabbit hole of talking about Mega Man. Steve, what were you gonna say? I, I was gonna say I love that even though we haven't called it out probably in half a year, our our audience still mentions the mega mention of the episode because it does always happen yeah there hasn't been a mega mention in a little while though has there i've kind of been dropping the ball on that i guess maybe i don't know dropping the mega ball on that (laughs) but uh yeah so i'm glad to hear you're enjoying mega man uh top dog and that you love mega man 5 so much keep it keep at it and as derek said mega man 6 is great and it's very underrated uh, with that said, we're going to read out the rest of Super Chats later on in the episode, but we have a new frontier of discussion to discover. Uh, I don't think it's a discussion we wanted to have about this game, but it is one that we're going to have, and that is, of course, IGN has released now two gameplay videos of Sonic Frontiers. It is the debut of Sonic Frontiers gameplay, and uh, I, I don't think it was the debut that a lot of us want, wanted to see. And uh, so I think we're all pretty... I mean, you saw the thumb. The thumb has Sonic's render where he's like, oh, God. I mean, that's kind of what we're all feeling as we look at this game gameplay. Like, what was, what are Sega thinking? Why did they think this was ready to show off? It's not universally horrible. It's not the worst thing we've ever seen, but it's got this really weird pre-alpha vibe to it. Not not. It doesn't have the vibe of a game that's coming I- out in November. I, I can really that. hope this is just the beta footage or something like that. That's not complete, but it's like the most sta- stable because there's so much popping on this game. There's right. so much popping for yeah. stuff. And 
I'm sorry. Some of these attack animations remind me so much of 06. Yep. Yep. It, it really, really has weird. a good enough feel to it. Like Sega was like, yeah, all right, we're done. I I mean, there's a lot that I I have trouble with. I agree, Derek. The pop in is really horrendously bad. Like really you're bad. really close to things <laughs> when they pop in. Like mm. I want to be clear. Like if stuff pops in like far away, I'm okay with that. But when you're right next to it and then it appears, I get that Sonic moves fast. I totally get that. But it is egregious. Um, the, the other thing that really drives me crazy, and I don't know if how y'all feel about this is just the, the floating rails seemingly everywhere. They don't look, they look so out of place, right? Right. Like they go nowhere. They're just lines in the sky. It's kind of feels like, oh, Hey, this is what the ground looks like in rail Canyon. (laughs) Yeah. You just look up and see all the rails, but even that had like tracks and whatnot, like ostensibly trains and mining operations and whatnot, but just, it's it's so weird. Like open world Sonic as a concept is a really good one, but this presentation. This... Well, and and uh. here's the thing: it's like just the running. I wish there was just more of Sonic running because when he's just running, that looks like it feels good. I want to take you know, I, I want to run as Sonic through this huge open world. That looks like it feels good. The platforming even looks like it's maybe a, feels okay, but everything else just doesn't. I gotta disagree with you. On and that I mean, one. and that's and that's being kind. Yeah, like Steve, yeah. I was gonna say, even that's being kind. I wouldn't even call the platforming okay. Really, it just looks. Eh, I've seen worse, but I w- I will say the running though. I think the running looks like it feels good, but that's only one part of the whole thing. And here's the thing: he's running through a world that's vaguely semi-realistic. It doesn't really have that vibrant pop art aesthetic that Sonic is known for. And I just don't know if I really want to see Sonic in a world that looks like this i don't and then you've got the weird like soft ambient orchestrated music and it's perfectly fine music but for sonic like it reminds me of as you said steve pso or breath of the wild even yeah that's not what i want out of sonic music like i I don't know that the whole vibe of this game is throwing me off a lot and i i know we've only seen one part of it it's in its pre-release i'm not like judging the game you know in in any sort of finality i'm still gonna play it but I was really hoping for something more from the from the gameplay debut, I guess. But uh, I am curious because Ashley Bird did say you're one of the four people that actually thinks it looks great. And I'm curious what you like about it. Uh, not roasting you or anything. I'm genuinely curious, like, what it is that you think looks great about it because I'm, I want to have that conversation. Um, but, yeah, so it sounds like the three of us are kind of more or less agreed on how Frontiers is looking so far, yeah? It, I... The thing is, even with its rough state looking state right now, with proper editing and presentation, there is a way to make this trailer feel hype. Sure. But it's so lifeless. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the issue right now. Like I see you see this presentation and it's just like I compared it on Twitter to an ASMR. It, it's what really what it feels like. It's just like, and it's not like Breath of the Wild. And I don't want to make a, a lot of Breath of the Wild comparisons because it's, you know, it's just different things. But Breath of the Wild felt like there was always something to do. And I look around here as like, yep, those are rails with no context. Yep, that's a hill. Yep, there's an enemy. I just, I I don't know. Just nothing about it is clicking with me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brandon said it immediately following the reveal in our in our Discord. And then 
thousands of people across the internet kind of echoed the same sentiment, but it really feels like a Unreal Engine fan game. It does. Like yeah. down to the point of of kind of using like the environment feels like like something you would just get as like a stock asset in in Unreal. Mm-hmm. And then I don't yeah. know that Sonic needed tower climbing. Like I saw that and I was like, <laughs> why? Why is this a thing? Like we should be the the kind of essence of this series is momentum based gameplay, and and stopping to climb a tower just at, at least in the way they designed it. Like when I saw Sonic actually slowly like hand over hand climbing on something i was oh, like God. what yeah. is this like yeah. why it's um, it's like they allowed ign to capture their own footage rather than hey here's our guy that knows what they're doing you know playing the game mm-hmm. yeah i doubt that though because if ign got to capture their own i bet they would have I written an article did. based on their gameplay True. i feel like this is just really bad b-roll like like yeah Sega... that's what it gets yeah if I had to guess, Sega probably committed to this a very long time ago, and development is not as far along as they probably expected it to be by now. Yeah. Um, and so they had to fulfill their contractual obligation with IGN to provide footage. But uh, yeah, uh, Evernight um, and Dad Alpha Lion just just mentioned that Sonic's or Sega's not even signal boosting this stuff. Like they're not. Oh no, they're this. not. So I, I'm pretty sure the Sonic Twitter, the Sega Twitter is looking at this and like, yeah, this is probably not yeah. a good idea to highlight because we sh- we're just going to get more comments and we don't want to deal with that right now. Yeah. And yes, I and I did know that this wasn't from IGN. I'm just saying it looks like it could be. Oh, from no, IGN I agree. Because, yeah. yeah. You can kind of tell when you watch it, though, because, it, you know, sometimes when you see when you see as much B-roll sent over by publishers as we have, you can tell some of the things that they'll do. You know, you can the slow pan of the camera around to show yeah. the environment like they're clearly trying to show some stuff off the sad part though is that what they're showing off isn't really worthy of being shown off and right. it's just i i want to believe that this game can still come out and and in I've, a state that makes me happy but i don't know if i believe it i want I'm, to believe much like Mulder. i want to believe <laughs> but i don't know See, if i do believe the problem the problem for me is that the art direction really really kind of sours my opinion of this game in a major way yeah. Um, because the, you can, you can fix a lot of what's shown in there. You can fix the, uh, you know, the, the platforming, you can fix the stiff animations, you can fix that stuff, but there's no way they're ripping out the whole world and replacing it with something that fits better. Um, right. and, and so I know that no matter how, how much they improve this game, it's still going to be that unreal engine stock ass looking world that it all happens in. And I don't know if they'll, I mean, they could contextualize it, like explain it away. Maybe Sonic gets transported to a whole other world. Maybe this is like a foreign place and he's supposed to, it's supposed to be. That's what I was going to say would be the one saving grace is that this is like a hub world that's connected to worlds that look more like you'd expect from Sonic, right? More stylized. Right. I'm I'm kind of surprised though, you know, Sega... For for all of their uh, experiments with 3D Sonic over time, they've never really experimented with the overall look and feel of or the look of the game. Just give me a cell shaded 3D Sonic. It would be mm. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. can do it. Just go back to like the weird fever dream ass stuff they were doing on the Genesis and put that in 3D, and I will, I will buy it five times over. Yeah, it kind of um, reminds me of kingdom valley from sonic 06 just the overall look of of the environment yes. and that's not a good thing that no is not a good that's thing. the thing it does remind <laughs> me of so much of sonic 06 and it's yeah. like hmm 
Uh, Ashley Bird did respond. Um, yes, I just saw. Saying, yeah, I played. I've played games since N sixty four, so games being technical and technically impressive doesn't matter to me in the slightest. Movement looks fun, which is generally the core of, of a fun Sonic game, and using the Sonic movement mechanics in Breath of the Wild style world seems like it'll be a blast. And I think that's why I'm not running it off because, yeah. again, the concept of this game is good. It works. It's just the execution that I'm waiting to see. And I mean, they could pull it around, pull it off, pull it around, and have something pretty great. Or, well, we could just have a kind of lifeless game that is just sort of there. And and yeah. as I and I do agree with what the one thing you said there, Ashley. Uh, the movement, as Derek just said looks like it feels good i like the way running looks it looks like it feels great i just want to run as sonic but everything else around it i don't know and the combat video that was released earlier today so those enemies first of all the combat looks really really flat and really just not interesting at all but also those enemies take so many hits sonic has I mean, to do the ring thing like three times and it hit him like three times like three sets of times i should say before one enemy goes down and i'm like y'all this is a, this is not that fun. It, it doesn't look it looks that fun. like Shadow in 06 with the, the like hovering in midair, punch, punch, yeah. punch, kick, 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 sort of thing, and like, oh no, don't. I will do say that. Sonic's one move that he does, where he does he does like a bunch of uh, like a lightning legs, Chun Li style, kicks a bunch of energy yeah, that's waves. Cool. That was pretty cool. I was like, oh, that's pretty neat, but it doesn't look fun. The game just doesn't. The combat doesn't look fun. I'm not saying it won't be, but I just don't think this was ready to be shown off. And maybe Sega feels like their hand hand has been forced here. They have to show something. But man, I just rather than wait till they are sure it's ready. Because given that Sega themselves haven't been signal boosting this, they they I don't get the sense that they feel this is ready. Yeah. And if man. if we're only five months away from this game coming out, and this is what we're seeing. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna hold out hope that this is just a very early build that they chose to give footage from, and that maybe what they're working on currently is is a bit more tight. Um, but yeah, the thing that the thing that gets me, and I agree that the movement, the running, particularly looks good. But it's when mm -hmm. you stop moving that the game starts to look like it. The seams show really badly. Like yeah. jumping doesn't look good, <laughs> and that that's kind of a big deal. So I'm I'm hopeful though. Like you said, they've got five months to tune it up, and and maybe this isn't representative of what is currently like the latest build of the game. So right. I'll, I'll definitely mm -hmm. play it when it comes out. I pick up every Sonic game just cause, but same. Yeah. Um, I'm just not, I, I'm not holding out hope for this one. Sonic team has let me down just too many times with, with 3d Sonic, uh, but origins, we get origins this year. Well, and here's what's so funny is this is the same company. And I, and I posted this in our, in our doc to, of things to talk about today for this reason, uh, Famitsu debuted a clip from Sonic Origins is Origins Origins is animated intro <laughs> oranges uh, mm -hmm. from from Origins is animated intro and it looks great like this is exactly what we want from Sonic it looks perfect and yet this is the same company giving us two completely different things on the Sonic front one of which is not what decidedly what people want the other which is probably I think. I can't speak for everybody out there, but when I see Sonic animated in this style in the classic series, it's incredible. Have you guys seen this clip yet? I haven't seen it yet. I, 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 I tried have, to load I've it seen and the, crashed. I, oh, I've seen the all... clip. It is fantastically done. It it's it's great. Just, it's, it's your story set up for Sonic 1. Yeah. It's good. It's 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 really well done. Makes you super excited for it. Um, it it's what you want to see. It's, it's why I think Sonic Origins has just this... 
um, magnetism to it, to, uh, to it because let's be honest, a lot of Sonic fans are probably going to pick this up just because of these cutscenes. They want to see this animation because mm-hmm. it is so well done. And there's other really cool things in, in, in as well. Uh, like the game select has maps of all the games, Sonic mm-hmm. one, Sonic two, Sonic CD, Ooh, Sonic three and knuckles. That's so cool. And they, you, know, you can see the representation of the various, uh, places uh, along there but even crazier is that mich- the mission select is represented by sonic spinballs location and mm-hmm. the museum select is represented by sonic 3d 3d blasts lo- so cool. location flicky island like they're they're doing they seem wow. to be doing everything right with origins in terms of doubling down on the fan service and the kind of fan service that sonic fans crave it's not out yet, so we can't say for sure, but it sure seems like they're doing everything right with this collection so far, other than the chart. Yes, the chart, that whole thing happened. But the uh-huh. game itself, the collection itself seems to be solid from what we've seen so far. And so for that for that to exist right next to something like this gameplay debut, Sonic Frontiers, where it seems as though... Hey everyone, Ash here again. At this point in the show, OBS crashed on Steve's end, and it took a minute to get things going again, so I've taken the liberty of cutting that extra time out for the podcast version so you can get right back to the show. Thanks for your patience. Apparently Sega the, were like, nope, we're not doing every, this. Every time we trash talk. No, we were saying good things. They let us talk bad things, and now <laughs> yeah. like, we're trying to say good things. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess that, that does kind of, you know, that's probably a good time to move on anyway we said what we needed to say about sonic frontiers i'm still you know i think we're all still hoping for the best but not the not the best way or not the best foot to start off on uh in terms of showing off what sonic frontiers is all about but we'll see what happens they still have a few months which doesn't seem like enough but i will cross my my giant glove fingers that this uh (laughs) sonic frontiers turns out okay uh before we move on though we do have some more super chats to read out uh, so let's knock a few more of those out. Uh, first off is Mwape Mulinga with $5. Thank you, Mwape. The more I see the Street Fighter Six trailer and analyze the trailer, the more I see Ryu as an alt-universe Steve. So, Steve, <laughs> when is the Ryu cosplay? Uh, I have to hit the gym, quite literally, for, for, that, to, <laughs> for that to be worth your time. Trust me. Um, but, man, if I could, I, I would definitely try it if I weren't, you know, in this body. <laughs> in this body. <laughs> I, I might need to spend, like, two years working up towards that um uh-huh. yeah thank you for the super chat Mwape. and moving on to a ten dollar super chat from black ninja nice to see you in chat thank you uh one hey y'all two been a long time since i've been here live three regardless i'm excited for frontiers four missing y'all five hope all is well six hoping for <laughs> conduit remasters in nintendo direct this month you, I keep that hope alive, man. You are the one person out there keeping hope alive for Conduit Remasters, and I respect it. So, uh, as a Mega Man fan, I respect keeping hope alive for something that may never happen. So, keep it, keep it going, man. And great to see you, Black Ninja. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Vedron with $2. Thank you very much, Vedron, saying, that Chun-Li, though. Yeah, yeah, that's the one character so far that I, in Street Fighter Six who's design, I'm like... I like where they're going. I like the, the I like the idea of them all being older and more experienced and, and veteran fighters, but something about her feels a little bit off to me. But that serves as a perfect segue to talk about Street Fighter Six. We wanted to talk about that today, too. And like I said earlier, yes, uh, most of the roster has been leaked. We're not going to be talking about that because we don't want to spoil it for anybody. Um, but, Steve, uh, I know during uh, State of Play, 
when we were reacting to this live, um, yeah. you really liked the overall visual direction, right? Uh, yeah, I, I would say that Chun-Li is by far my favorite redesign. Well, I guess we only saw two redesigns, right? We saw Ryu and we saw Chun-Li. Right. I've right. seen more. But... Yeah, oh, um, I've, I've definitely yes, looked at them two. all, I'll be honest. Yeah. Because yeah. like, it's, it's characters for me. It's like, eh. Yeah, okay. exactly. Exactly. I, I don't think that it's a spoiler to know uh, who's going to be in the game. I don't look at it the same way I look at a Smash reveal because Street Fighter generally isn't surprising in that same way. But um, I don't want to spoil, you know, for anybody who feels differently. Um, but I would say Chun-Li is probably the most welcome redesign for me. She looks, uh, for one, she actually looks, you know, like a Chinese woman in this one, as opposed to vaguely, like, I don't know what in the other games. I think her model was pretty bad in a Street Fighter 4. Uh, there is one other character that I, I wish I could talk about because I think it's a dramatic improvement for that character. I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Ashnos. Yeah. Um, I think I know exactly what sure you I, mean. What, what country? Uh, the U.S., US right? The U.S., yeah, the US. yeah absolutely, uh -huh. the U.S. I know exactly who you're talking about. Absolutely. Uh, I'm you, tracking down... If you know how I feel about certain Street Fighter character models, oh. then you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think I know. Um, yeah, it's gotta be. It's it's pretty obvious if you think about it, but okay. um, I, I will not be responding to any, any guesses, but um, I, I think overall, like, I'm pleasantly surprised because holy hell did they do a turnaround from that reveal. Uh, yeah. One, like uh, Daniel was saying, they changed the logo and it's far better. It is dramatically better. Um, you know, I still it don't look, love it though. I I don't think it's you the best say. logo, I but I think it. I think it goes it's better though. I mean, it it at least makes sense. Like it, mm -hmm. you know, on you turn it on one side, it's a six. It's got the Roman numeral for six in it too. It's got the S. Uh, if I remember correctly, Daniel did a breakdown of it on Twitter. That's really good. Mm -hmm. Um. Let's see. But yeah, there there are characters that I think are really, I, really good in this. And I think all the designs, at least from the way that I've seen them, are very on point. I think they're mm -hmm. they're by and large, it looks like it'll be they're far better looking than good five. updates. Yep. Um yeah. from the for the returning cast that we have. Um I also it's been pointed out by uh Cornflakes in the live audience, but I wanted to bring attention to it as well. I saw today that uh Chun Li has a new voice actress. Actress, it's yes. no longer yes. Laura Bailey. It's the first time she's been voiced by an Asian woman. Uh, I forget her name off. I think Julie Kwan. I think her name is, but she voiced uh, Suki in Avatar, um, Avatar which yeah. is awesome because Suki is awesome in Avatar. I may have to give this a shot because I so traditionally I Any do like the mixed voice option. So like I try to play the oh, characters as close to their actual like ethnicity as possible. So, yeah. like, for Ryu, I'll use Japanese voice option. For Chun-Li, since there isn't a Chinese voice option, I'll use Japanese for her, too. So, I've not heard a whole lot of uh, mm -hmm. Laura Bailey's uh, representation of Chun-Li. But I'll, I'll definitely switch to English for her for six, just to hear an actual Chinese person play the character. Because uh, that would be really cool. Um, yeah, her name's Jenny Kwan, by the way. Yeah, Jenny uh, Kwan. Yeah, which is I think is really cool that they cast an actual Chinese woman to play a Chinese woman. That's obviously mm -hmm. great. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of the same way, Steve. I t I typically logo go character by character with my voice settings, uh, more in terms of whether I like the voices or not, and, and less in terms of nationality. But that's a good idea. Uh, I wonder well, if they're bringing that back. I I will say it's kind of hard to listen to Guile 
in in japanese like by a japanese yeah it's just a japanese <laughs> yeah. guy speaking to english yeah. and I, I remember in street fighter 4 it was something like he'd go like mission start and i'm like <laughs> nope we're done with this uh-huh. <laughs> i I will say for the for the new characters, and I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna give names or anything like that. I'm just I'm gonna talk about um, countries. Uh, I love the design of uh, Mexico, yes. France, and Italy. Yes, agreed on all counts. Italy, Italy yeah. is particularly interesting. Yes, mm. I Italy is awesome. Yeah, I I dig it. I I think that Italy has a really good character. I think that um, there's you know I have to remind myself on the countries because i don't have the info in front of me so i'm gonna look real quick uh let's see mm-hmm. where are no it's we? it's really looking great and uh yeah there are some surprising returning characters some of the returning characters i would not have expected to return in a yes good way. In a there's, good way. A, there's one very huge surprise in the returning roster that i'm thrilled mm-hmm. about I'm um, not sure. Sh- I, I wish I knew which one you were talking about because I'm not sure why. What would be a surprise for you, Steve? Um, I, I, I will say I'm surprised of. I will say it's it's a. Uh, see, I can't even say the country because it's too dead of a giveaway. Um, even if you don't mm-hmm. really know Street Fighter very well, saying the country, most people would figure it out because it's the only character to have ever come from this country. Right. Um, oh. The one thing and I, Eric, I, I just uh, posted in in our crew chat to tell you who I was talking about that I was surprised. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that seems the one everybody generally seems surprised by. I'm not too familiar with that character. I mm-hmm. will say one of my f- favorite newcomers in five returning is cool. Um, uh, mm. I'll just put it again in there. Yeah, so I was gonna say I'm, I think I know who you're talking about, but I'm. But I have. Yeah, I, I know who there. you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, I'm yeah. really, really I, happy to see that. I enjoyed, oh, yeah. When I played a five, I really enjoyed playing them. So that's cool. There's honestly a lot of my favorites in here. Uh, there's one more I would have preferred to see in here, but uh, no, sure. I'm not going to be too upset, you know? And you know there are going to be like a million seasons of DLC characters, oh, too. Oh, of course. So, oh, for sure. Um, there's one one character I want to point out in particular who's a new character. Uh, that Yes, the uh, U.S. character. The U.S. character. I didn't want to like say their gender, but I don't want to give anything away. I love that design. Hell yeah. So much. Yeah. It's a big so deal. So much. It's, it's also yeah. a really big deal. Very um, cool. I, I feel like we're 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 talking we're, encoded messages here a lot, but we really are. We have to because oh. we don't want to spoil it all. Yeah. Overall, yeah. I just want to say that I went from being extremely underwhelmed with Street Fighter Six to being mildly interested to now mm. being like super hyped. I am I am all in for this now. Yeah, same. Mm. I'm I'm really excited about I, what I'm seeing here. I picked up street fighter five when it first came out and barely played it. It's just like, Same. Oh, this, this wasn't what I was hoping for. Cause I remember like four and then the way they were talking about how they were doing the DLC is like, okay, I think I can get into this. I'll check it out. And I just barely played it. Um, and then I, but this, if we're all hyped the way we think we are, I have people to play this with. I'll get my Hell. butt kicked. I, I will mm-hmm. absolutely play the ever loving crap out of this. Like I'm just oh, looking damn. at, and Game. one thing I can say is, so for those of you that don't know, and I don't think this is a spoiler, but these leaks are character art. They're not like the in-game models. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple, a couple of other leaks actually have shown models for these characters. So for instance, you know, one of the characters that is in here that has been publicly revealed is Ryu. 
And so you can kind of see that the art and the model are actually pretty close to each other. Um, other characters, their models have leaked as well. Um, and I'm not going to name them, but it seems like Capcom has done a way better job kind of bringing them closer to the concept art. Like with Street Fighter V, the characters didn't look anything like the concept art that we that they right. showed off beforehand. Like you got these really big, very awkward looking. I think RE Engine was a really good choice for this game because uh, they, they make some pretty compelling looking have, character models with it. I've never mm. been let down by the RE Engine. Yeah, I, it's, I, they've all, yeah, it's always agreed. looked fantastic. It's yeah. very and, impressive. And, and so versatile, because when I, I was always thinking of Resident Evil, and then I was like, I heard it's being used for Devil May Cry uh, 5, no, yeah, 5, and I'm like, I don't know if that'll work too well, and then it was amazing, and now it's being used for a fighting game, it's like, my god, this thing is really well done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really liking it. Monster Rise 2, yeah. The overall, yeah, the overall visual direction of this. I, I, I went, like you, Steve, I went from kind of, eh, on SF6 to, I want to play this. When can I play it? Let's go. I'm excited. Yeah. For sure. one, one thing I think is really interesting, and uh, Capcom revealed for this game a new mechanic called the drive system, um, which essentially shows, like, it, it lets you do all kinds of different things. They have drive impact, which is essentially like the focus attack from Street Fighter 4, where you can basically take a hit and still deliver an attack uh, without, without getting stunned. They have parries, which, of course, you know, we're all familiar with that from Street Fighter 3 and then 4 and, and then 5. Um, <laughs> they've got some new ones called the Overdrive Art, which is, uh, they, well, that's just a new name for special attack game or special EX moves. Sorry, I'm like all over the place. Uh, the Drive Rush, which apparently lets you... Uh, dash in towards someone after parrying an attack but it costs a lot of meter apparently and then finally drive reversal but the thing i find interesting about all of these things is that capcom also outlines that they have the classic control type which for those of us that have played street fighter for a long time is your like you know quarter circle forward your your complex moves but then they have what they call modern control type where special moves mm. and supers can all be done with like no no more than two buttons Oh, so, wow. like, they're saying you can do, like, your super move with just R2 and triangle, for instance. I'm like, that's kind of cool to lower the yeah. skill barrier for people. I don't know that I would want to use modern control type just because I feel like it'd trip me up after decades of playing these games. But <laughs> um, I like that the option is there so that there's, you know, people don't have to learn and memorize all these motions to be able to, you know, feel like they've got a shot at victory. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like the accessibility uh, angle there for the modern control scheme. Like, you know, fighting games aren't always known for being the most accessible genre. And so I like that Street Fighter Six is taking, you know, seems to be taking pains to make it more approachable for, you know, non-ex, non-fighting game experts. One thing I'm also really curious about is the World Tour, which they call an immersive single-player story experience. And I say that because, yes, I know fighting games aren't about the story, but I like Street Fighter's story and characters and world. And so far, Mortal Kombat has had the single-player story fighting game experience on lock, in my opinion. And Street Fighter mm -hmm. V didn't do it. Didn't do it for no. me in terms of the story. But so but it I is hope. a post-Shadowloo world, so they can go in a lot of different directions. Yeah, so I'm really curious how they're going to present the story. I'm, my hopes aren't high, but I hope they get it right, because I, I've always found Street Fighter's story and universe to be really interesting, and one I'd like to spend more time in. So yep. 
Hopefully they nail it on the, on the story front, too. Uh, one thing I also found to be funny is that Luke has apparently been confirmed to be a gamer, because of course he has with that design. Of <laughs> course he has. He's uh-huh. a gamer. Okay. I still think Luke looks really stupid, personally. But Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really bad design, which is why I'm glad so much of the rest of the roster looks so cool, and they and that they're nailing you it on that You can just ignore front. Luke. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, it's already 6.15. Well, Pacific time is 6.15, and we still have patron topics to get to, so I think we'll probably go ahead and move on to that segment of the show, but let's do uh, read out a few more Super Chats first. Uh, first is Mick Spock, which I love that name. I say it every time, but I, I love it every time. Mick Spock with $1.99. Thank you very much, uh, saying I'm really liking the Street Fighter VI redesign so far. Same. We just got done talking yep. about how much we agree with you. Uh, Rec BCQ again with two more dollars. Thank you. GVG got three dads just in time for Pride Month. Yep, you, <laughs> you got us three dads. Uh, only two of us uh, are, who are biological dads, but hey, I'll, hey, I'll take the Hey, we've got three biological dads. we got dads three dads, too. No matter yeah. what way you slice it, GVG's got at least three dads. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right. LC Lapin with $2. That's a new name that I haven't seen before. Thank you, LC Lapin. Uh, one other thing that could save it, Chow Garden. Chow Garden would be, I think, something that would love that people would love to see return in any Sonic game, including Frontiers, for sure. And Hits Over Hype, I love that name, Hits Over Hype with $4.99. As a diehard Sonic fan, as soon as I saw they were bringing over the model and all animations from Sonic Forces, I knew it was a wrap for this game. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a wrap for this game yet. I still, you know, I'm, I still am keeping a little hope alive, but I understand where you're coming from, and I see why you feel the way you do. Uh, thank you, Hits Over Hype. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and, and cut it there for now. I will read out the rest of the Super Chats before the end of the show. But now we have our patron topics. As a reminder, every week we put out the call for uh, our patrons at the producer tier and above to suggest questions and topics for us to discuss every week right here on GVG Cast, And that is what we are about to do. If you want to find out more about that, though, head on over to patreon.com slash gvgaming. Okay, guys. Uh, Derek, why don't you start us off this time? All right, I, th- I thought I'd choose a fun one because I got a suggestion here from Akil P, who says, Video game characters can have really weird, funny, atypical names. What are some of your favorite out-there character names from games? And I honest, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I had to go to just one because it is the most ridiculous name I've ever heard in my life in, a, in, in any game. And I will never forget it, even though the game is completely middling, in my opinion. <laughs> um, so, Star Ocean Till the End of Time. Uh-oh. Oh, I know. I know you're You know about. exactly who I'm yep. talking about. Yep. The, the the protagonist's name in that game is no joke named Fate Line God. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And it's spelled weird, too. F-A-Y-T. Yeah. Fate and Line, Line God, God is yeah. L-E-I and then God. Yep. That's, what is that I, name? That's a good one. That's a good one. I hadn't even considered fate. That's a good one. I, I yeah. completely forgot about that game. It's the first thing that comes to my my, my mind is just as far as ridiculous names. I, I also love that, uh, you know, his, as far as his, I have on his wiki page here is um, relatives, his mother, Ryoko Lion God, his father, Robert Lion God. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I, um, I had a couple of answers for this. Uh, like one that I thought was kind of just weird and kind of eh. Uh, y'all know I'm not a big fan of FF12, but there's a character in FF12. Her name's Ash, and uh, her, but her full name is Ashalia. I don't know how to say this. Ashalia Benargan Dalmasca. Uh, oh yeah. Which is just a really 
Um, I mean, Dalmasca, that's the kingdom that she's, you know, that, that's fine. But Benargan, Ashalia, Benargan, Dalmasca. I know I'm saying that wrong, but I just always thought that was a really dumb name. But the one I really wanted to highlight, and the Mega Man fans out here know where I'm going with this probably, Duff McWhalen. If you know your history <laughs> about get, Mega Man that X5. That is an amazing name. No, no. If you know your Mega Man X5 history, you know that uh, the localization person in charge of the Western version, uh, I, I believe it was her... Had their voice actor? I don't know, but I think her husband was a fan of Guns N' Roses. So as a tribute to him, she renamed the Mavericks in X5 after Guns N' Roses members. So like Spiral Pegasus became the Skiver, and Tidal Whale became Duff McWhalen. And I just, where do you even go with that? So two mega mentions in one episode. You I know, for right? Time? I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I just really couldn't think of a good answer for this question. I, I was thinking Kingdom Hearts. I mean, like, this is basically Kingdom Hearts, the question. Xemnas, Zigbar, you know, Shion. There are so many ridiculous names in Kingdom Hearts, but I had to go with Duff McWhalen. Come on. I mean, it's it's Duff I McWhalen. Mean, I'm, I'm going to go for a deep cut on this. All right. And it's not, yeah. it's not what you would think, but I... When I think ridiculous names in games, my brain immediately goes to punch out. And yeah. Oh, yeah. you're sure. probably thinking that I'm going to say Soda Popinski or Vodka Drunkinski, but I'm going to go a little deeper. Pizza Pasta. Yeah. <laughs> that is <laughs> from the, the Italian boxer in the arcade version of Punch-Out is fucking yep. named Pizza Pasta. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which... It doesn't get, I mean, it doesn't get more racist than that, really, but... No, it really doesn't. <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. I, I actually brought up a list here of just other ridiculous names. Apparently, it's, this, this is from a kind of a parody um, uh, game uh, it, called Zetai Hero Project. Um, the villain is named Dark Death Evil Man. Which is like a Kojima right. name, Dark Death Evil Man. Yeah. which is almost as ridiculous as Kojima's Hot Coldman. Yeah. yeah, or Die Hard. Also, Man. Die Hardman, Hot <laughs> yeah. Coldman. Yeah, those are good ones too. Metal Gear Solid is a treasure trove of these. Another one from Mega Man X Six in this case, Metal Shark Player. The fuck is a Metal Shark Player? <laughs> like, what can you even say? What is that? What is a Metal Shark Player? I would love to hear uh, the the outtakes from the announcer who had to say those. I know, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, so there are there's no shortage of ridiculous names in uh, in video games. And by the way, I wasn't making fun of of Shion. Uh, somebody said that in uh, oh yeah, Isak's oh eight in our chat. Uh, you take you dare make fun of Shion? Shion is one of my favorite characters in Kingdom Hearts. But let's be real, Kingdom Hearts is just a cavalcade of of ridiculous character names. If we're mm -hmm. just being real about it, oh, Star um, Ocean apparently too we got it from Last Hope Edge Maverick. Edge Maverick, right? I forgot about that. Yep. Oh, man, I feel like this could be its own discussion. Just silly video game character names. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, thank you, Akil, uh, for that one, very funny question. I, I, there were ones I hadn't even were thought of, like pizza pasta. Good Lord, that's racist. Pizza oh, my pizza. God. <laughs> Vodka Drinkinski uh, is arguably worse, but... Oh, it absolutely yeah, is. Yeah, no, it is. Um, all right. Well, Steve, you also have a patron uh, question. Or I topic do. To discuss this week. So what are uh, yours, man? So my question this week comes by way of Dat Alpha Lion, who writes, how often do you game on handhelds nowadays? Say, same with local and or split screen multiplayer, or is it always online with you? I've been getting a lot of mileage out of my 3DS and Switch undocked. Well, uh, thanks for the question, first of all. Um, 
I tend to play handheld quite a bit on my Switch because I don't like my couch. My couch is wildly uncomfortable to sit on for extended periods. So I will often take my Switch to my room and just like flip out the kickstand and, and grab the Joy-Con and play in bed while, I mean, tabletop mode and handheld, same difference. <laughs> but I, I play my Switch that way quite a bit these days. It's almost like 70-30 that I play it just while laying down somewhere because I need to buy a new sofa. But um, as as for mul multiplayer, uh, it's kind of hard. Like my best friend, you know, as I mentioned many times, moved away to Colorado. So he, whenever he's in town or I'm at his house, we definitely play couch co-op. Um, and once a week I play online multiplayer with him. So I would say that I play a lot more online multiplayer than I do local just because I don't really bring people over. Uh, but yeah, handheld gets quite a bit of use, but I haven't used my 3DS since I made that video about the Wi-Fi router, really. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, I, um, for me, I almost never, really only when I'm traveling. Uh, I, I basically only play on my TV unless I'm traveling with my Switch. Then, of course, I'll bring my Switch and play on handheld mode. But when I get to my hotel room, you better believe I'm hooking that up to the TV and playing on TV. I just, See? I don't dislike playing handheld, handheld games. I never have. But if I have an option, I'm usually going to pick playing on TV mode. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, but it's but it's also it's not as, as though I'm traveling that often right now. I mean, I guess these days I kind of am. I went to PAX East, and then I went to go uh, see my younger sister-in-law for her graduation from grad school in New Orleans. That's where I was a couple of weeks ago. And I did have my Switch and, and played some stuff on handheld mode there. But honestly, ever since the 3DS, you know, kind of was sunsetted, I'm playing handheld games less than ever, unless I'm yeah. traveling. And that's really it, unfortunately. I, I like having the option for the switch, but I just don't get the chance. I, I use it for a while when Kai was a bit younger and easier to watch um, that I could just have the handheld out and watch it that play that way or, you know, usually hook it up to the TV. But yeah, I just don't use handheld that much anymore. I just don't have the chance. I don't go anywhere. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't go anywhere. And a lot of my free time gaming is uh, now used for Final Fantasy fourteen, which, hey, there's my multiplayer because that's how I get to you play know, with Amy. I, I need to jump right. in because this is the second Final Fantasy fourteen mention of the show. Oh, that, when was I, the first? Are, I don't even know. Do you know a bard in Final Fantasy fourteen? I, I, I know bard? of the class bard, but what bard? So I don't, I, well, you're talking to an idiot, but okay. I, I don't, I don't know, but I got a chance while I was gone to hold, not to play because I don't know how to play a guitar, but I held the guitar that the bard plays in Final Fantasy 14, which has been made into a real thing. And oh. I, I, I have some footage of it that I'll upload to the channel probably as a short eventually, but I need to find footage of someone playing the guitar in the game because I've. I'm in the unique position of having seen it in the real world and never having seen it in Final Fantasy. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I know about a guitar playing bard in 14. Yeah, so apparently... I know that Yoshi P is a bard in the that hangs out, that you get some special stuff from it on occasion, but... So what I was yeah. told... My, my brother... So some background. My brother runs a music store, and his boss ordered a Final Fantasy guitar, and she called him and said, Hey your brother's on YouTube and he talks about video games. Do you think he'd want to see this guitar we ordered for your store? And so they invited me to come down after the store closed and they opened this guitar. It's like in a beautiful leather case with like a numbered Final Fantasy 14 badge on it. And then you open it up and it's like this 
dark black guitar, but if you light it from behind, it's actually like blue and purple. It's it's really cool. Huh. I mean, I don't like, you know, I don't know how to play guitars, but someone played mm-hmm. some songs on it for me and I got to watch and it was really cool. Oh, very cool. I mean, I guess they released a Fender guitar and the, the, there is, I guess, a, I guess there's an emote. Right. That's what I was told. So I, I got to see the Oh, so you Fender. have seen the, okay, I'm looking it up now. So you've seen the Aether, Aether Electric Guitar. It's yes. black and lights up blue in one corner, purple or pink in the other. Yes. I've okay. seen that. That's really neat. Apparently you can, it's a, uh, it's a furnishing you can get that you can post in your, put in your house that you get for the gold saucer. Um, and yeah, you get, if you play a bard, you can, you can, uh, it, it's added to your performance mode when you're, when oh. people are performing as a bard in the game, you can play any song. That is one of the items that, uh, that they can play. That's so cool. I, that I'm guitar that. is thirty five hundred dollars. Yes, it is insanely expensive, but it is really cool. And I suppose if you are in the narrow cross section of people who love Final Fantasy fourteen and play the guitar at uh-huh. a at a high enough level to warrant buying a thirty five hundred dollar uh, collectible, it's really cool. Um, but yeah, I had seen that. I'll, I'll post some footage of it eventually. I just need to find a way to find a bard. I guess I have to reactivate my Final Fantasy fourteen sub and just run around asking people like, hey, do you have this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, before I move on to my patron topic, I do have to point out this amazing instance of wordplay here in our live audience patron chat. Uh, so our beloved patron, Dat Alpha Lion, and I have uh, disagree on the Guns N' Roses name. Uh, named in Mega Man X5. Dad Alpha Lion loves them. I hate them. I think it's a good thing that the X Legacy collections remove them. They do not. But RecBCQ, in, in response to this, in response to this, said polarizing opinions, scary. To which Larkin replied, "I heard it's got Duff Mc, it's got fans Duff McWhalen on each other, which is really good, Larkin. Well, well, well played. I had to put that out there. That's great. Um, okay. Well, I also have a uh, topic, a patron suggested topic this week. And that is from Charlie Bird. Uh, Charlie Bird asks, in honor of Pride Month, what are some of your favorite or who are some of your favorite LGBT characters in games? And that's a perfect question to kick off Pride Month, Charlie. So thank you for that. And uh, there are a few that I could that I could talk about. But really, the first one that came to mind for me is Vivian from Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. Um, Vivian was uh, apparently a trans character in the original Japanese version, but was, of course, not in the Western version because of how we are, unfortunately. And yeah, I, I always loved Vivian's design. I thought, you know, this is a great character before I knew that aspect to Vivian's character. And I think, yeah, I've always loved Vivian. And that is my easy answer uh, in terms of like the character I thought of immediately. Of course, there are others. I mean, Ellie is, is a big one. Ellie's a great character. Uh, for me, a more recent character, obviously, The Last of Us. Um, yeah, but uh, I, I know, Derek, you uh, had one in mind, right, when we were talking about this earlier? first one that came to my mind was uh, Poison. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Poison. I, like, I'm, I'm, I don't even know if they consider... I, I, that one's weird. Same with this and Birdo. It's like, are they trans or is it just people they got adopted into being trans for because of the version differences. So yeah, I, don't I guess know if that's official yeah. or not. Uh, I'm not, I, I think it is not sure though. If I remember correctly. So 
in the original Japanese design docs for Poison, she was mentioned to be a trans character using a pejorative oh. term for a trans character from the time that was like a Japanese pejorative for it. Um, so I think I think it's always been that Poison was trans, at least in Japan. And then I think in the U.S. they kind of scrubbed that part out and then re-added mm. it back in later. Because um, mm-hmm. I think we're talking, what, like 1989 when they designed yeah. Poison? And so in, in America, yeah. people were like, la, 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 la. <laughs> a lot of people in our chat are saying Madeline from Celeste, which is a great, oh, great yeah. suggestion. Madeline's a great That's character. A Absolutely. And also, I have to put this out there, Flea from Chrono Trigger. Flea is, was one of the first LGBT characters that I can think of. I mean, I know Birdo was probably the very first, maybe. Yes, but Birdo Flea, was my, I mean, my pick. Oh, also, good. because oh, yeah. she, I only learned about that because of the vibrator scene in Captain Rainbow for the Wii. <laughs> like, I was like, I wow. Seen what? That. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's it's part of the reason that Captain Rainbow never came out in America, because one of your missions is to go get Birdo her vibrator. Jeez, I did not know that. And like he, if I remember correctly, oh he like picks it up and it's like a pixelated thing in his hand, and they're like, "You got her XXXX. Gee, I wonder why this oh, was never man. localized. Yeah, <laughs> can't imagine. You also had yeah, Fat Little Mac in that, that game, which was fantastic. Like, oh, I Little didn't Mac know about was that. All out of shape, I, and he yeah, had yeah. he had a disturbingly large belly button that was like an Audi. <laughs> it looked like a pumpkin for some reason. Um, but yeah, I, I would say Birdo is, is probably my favorite trans character because I like the idea that the Mario, like, close, you know, somebody that's been in a Mario party is trans. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another one uh, Master of Hamsters brings up, but I was going to mention as well, uh, Zagreus from Hades. And right. I, I mean, I feel like I got to bring up Hades because that'll turn anybody bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, Zagreus is great. Um, Kaine is another uh, one from Nier that has been brought up quite a bit, Derek. And I know, yeah, you were the one who played uh, Nier Replicant. And I I remember you talking about Kaine. Kaine is great. Yeah, I remember you talking about Kaine quite a bit. And, uh, oh, um, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Max and Chloe from Life is Strange. I think they would count, right? And they're great characters. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no, there's there there are, it, it at first glance, it's hard to think of, like, a bunch of LGBTQ plus video game characters, but the more you really dig in, there are more, there are a lot, and I'm glad to see that. There's, you know, and there can always be more. Representation is so important. But just this discussion has gotten me thinking about characters I would not have thought of otherwise, like Madeline from Celeste. Great uh, suggestions from our audience mm-hmm. for this, so thank you. Yeah. Um, anybody, else, you guys wanted to mention anybody else before we move on? No, um, I, I have a hard time. Like, I, I, I should be better about it, but I'm just really bad about tracking that type of information about characters in the games I play. Like, sure. I don't. Yeah. And I think it's just because I don't really think about sexuality in in game unless like sex is an element of the game I'm playing. I just don't really it doesn't cross my mind too much. Uh, but I do love to see more representation and like, I'm looking through a list of characters right now and I'm, uh, you know, like, uh, I, I do like games like, uh, Assassin's Creed where you can, where you can choose like in the last, in the, in the last several, you could like, you know, you have romance options with both men and women and, and you as the player get to make that choice, which I kind of like putting that in the hands of the player. But yeah, I think it's good to see like. You know, like you mentioned already, Ellie, one of my favorite uh, LGBT mm-hmm. characters in all of gaming. Um, 
and I'm just going to say canonically, Samus is probably LGBT as well. <laughs> I, I refuse also, to believe she is. I, I, I'm still shocked that Claude isn't uh, bisexual. Right? Oh, uh-huh. Claude has that strong like, bisexual energy. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, uh, that feels like a missed opportunity. So a few people have mentioned Edelgard, which I have not played Three Houses, so I can't comment on that. Is she? I don't know. I don't I, know. Yeah. I want to say yes, because she is just completely all about the hero. That's true. Apparently she's canonically bi. Okay, yeah. there, I didn't know that. Cool. Edelgard, best girl. Um, I, said, I said it when the game came out. Killamox also mentions Tracer from Overwatch, another good one. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. Chris mm-hmm. from Deltarune uh, says Jackoman. Okay. I'm not now we're just list, yeah. listing games I don't play to make me feel bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much to our live audience chat for uh, putting oh, forth so many great. I, 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 I should mention this because it was, I discovered it while doing um, the Shimagami Tensei retrospective, but uh, Persona 2 all the way back in early nineties or mid nineties with uh, a, a gay romance option for the main character. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Wow. That's yeah. really cool. Uh, the, the first Persona the 2, Innocent Sin. Oh, I didn't and know that. Like all the other characters are like, huh? All right, well, <laughs> that's a thing. But I'm, they don't make fun of you for or anything like that for you. So yeah. Hmm. Well, that's awesome. I didn't know that. I'm learning so much today. Thank you for this awesome question, Charlie. And uh, happy Pride Month, everybody. Yeah. LGBTQ plus rights are human rights. Happy Pride Month, and uh, you know, we love you all out there. No matter who you are, we love you. And uh, thank you for this awesome question, Charlie. And uh, except for a few more super charts, super charts, super, super chats, charts. that does bring us to the end of the show. But let's go ahead and read out a few, a few more super chats. So, uh, Pirate Jake with a two dollar donation, thank you very much, asking, "Hey all, could you please read my message further down?" And I've been looking for that, and I found it, uh, saying, "Hi, sorry, I couldn't fit my message in the super chat. Any recommendations for a traditional fighting game that does a good job teaching novices? I want to get Street Fighter Six, but I'm very unfamiliar with the genre." And Steve, I'll throw that one over to you because I play a lot of fighting games, but I know you played more than I do. And yeah. So, so the problem yeah. the problem with recommending something like that is that every fighting game kind of has its own different quirks. Um, yeah. And so, I kind of can't recommend a, yeah. a non Street Fighter game to you if Street Fighter is what you're interested in. What I will say, uh, and we talked about it a bit earlier in the show, is that Street Fighter Six appears to have what they are dubbing the modern control scheme, which will let you do, you know special moves and more complex stuff with just a couple button presses, um, which is great for accessibility, but also great if you're just kind of intimidated by the genre. Cause I get it. There's a lot to learn. Um, but the thing is fighting games tend to change, like even within the series, like iteration to iteration, like if you're really good at yeah. four, that doesn't translate to five. You know, if you're right. really great at three, that doesn't mean a whole lot when you're talking about two. Uh, so they're all very different games. I, I would honestly recommend the best thing you can do is to just, one, play the tutorials that are in the game because they'll they'll walk you through a lot of the basics. Like, they'll even have, like, left moves you backwards, right? Moves you forwards, you know? So uh, they, they do a pretty good job. And then beyond that, like, if you can master the concepts in the tutorial, then it's about just playing people that are kind of around your skill level. Uh, you know, playing people that are about as good as you currently are with the hopes that, you know, you'll, you'll kind Arcade of intuitively mode will help improve. you to a certain degree, at least get yeah. you comfortable you performing yeah. the moves. 
Exactly. Arcade mode is, right. is probably the best way for an absolute novice to start because the CPU starts at like the lowest level and gradually gets more difficult as you win. Um, and like most fighting games, I, I can't say this for six, but if you lose, sometimes they'll drop the difficulty a little bit to, to get you right. past the hump. So I definitely recommend, like Derek said, arcade mode tutorials. And hey, I'll always play with you. I mean, <laughs> I'm not, I wouldn't <laughs> consider myself to be great. I, I played Brawly Legs and, and he, he humbled me pretty pretty easily so uh we've got we've got players of, of all different skill levels in the gv gang over here so you know if you ever want to hit me up i'll play games with you and i think uh, like to, to piggyback off of what derek said to uh, play arcade mode also just helps you kind of get your fundamentals down right the fundamentals of of movement and and just kind of the idea of controlling your own space and such that don't necessarily you know as steve said there's just because you're good at Street Fighter 2 means nothing for Street Fighter 4, 5, 6, whatever. But just playing arcade mode can just help you get that those basic fundamentals down, I think. Yep. And I think that there are certain fundamentals that can translate across fighting games. Just basic movement and stuff. Maybe certain controller movements like, you know, quarter circle forward, right? Quarter circle back, half circle forward. Things like that can I mean, maybe I still, help. I still suck at charge moves. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think just arcade mode and and yeah though those my my cohorts here already gave all the great advice you need so thank you uh pirate jake next is wolverail 12 with five dollars thank you once again just like with sprigatito i'm with ash on team violet for miraidon hell yeah team sprigatito team violet actually i think derek you were the only one of us on i was, team scarlet. I was only correct? scarlet but amy's yeah. also scarlet which is great okay. but also like oh crap we can't trade with each other oh right that's true <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, Scarlet's better. So cool. Actually, we um, never heard from Brandon. I don't know if Brandon's still in the chat, but Brandon, Scarlet or Violet, if you're still in the chat. We'll, we'll... Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, this is a good mashup. Wow. Scar the Dragon with $2. Luke from Street Fighter versus Cole from Mortal Kombat. The two most boring characters <laughs> in their respective franchises. I, I gotta, gotta go, go with, with Cole. Really? Yeah. I, I, I gotta go with Luke. Luke, I, Luke I just seems really... to have powers. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, I guess I'm just going by design, and I just really don't like Luke's design. Cole at least is inoffensive. He's just boring. Luke just annoys me. But I guess in terms of power levels, well, we don't know that much about Luke, but I guess in terms of power, Luke probably wins. I, I feel like Luke's new design is definitely improvement over his five design. Fair enough. That's, that's a fair point. It's yeah. funny because they're both MMA characters, too. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I got to agree with you guys. I, at first I said Cole just because I find his design to be inoffensive, but if we're talking about powers, Cole basically has none, and Luke could probably kick his ass, so yeah, I'm going to go with Luke. Uh, thank you, Scar. Next is J2Blue with $5. Thank you. Uh, there's no way Ryu is 187 pounds with <laughs> yeah. all that muscle, LOL. You are so right, J2Blue. Uh -huh. There's no way. I've always found uh, like official character height and weight measurements to be really funny in a lot of cases because they often are not very realistic and no. it, it, they, they don't really make sense if you really think about it. And that's a great example, J2 blue. Uh, all right. And our last super chat of the day, I believe is from lizard 81, with $5. Thank you very much. What cheesy resident evil Four one liner. Do you want to return in resident evil Four remake? I also hope we can have a beer with Mike too. Oh, there's so many. I mean, it's not cheesy. First, I guess first one that comes to my mind is where's everybody going? Bingo. Oh, that's a good one. That's, yeah, that's a really good one. I just really want the super cheesy merchant to come back. What are you buying? What are you selling? 
I'll buy it at a high price. I love that guy, and I <laughs> hope he comes back in in remake. What about you, Steve? I I don't know quotes from that game well enough to to. I'm looking them up right now, and I don't like they're not even triggering my memory. So uh-huh. uh, I I have to pass on this one, unfortunately. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, and I, only because I saw this question come up in the YouTube chat a few times. Brian Camargo sixty four asks what I think of the original God of War trilogy. They're they're great action games, just not for me. I I like new Same. Kratos. I like dad Kratos. Old Kratos does nothing for me. I will say it's actually as time goes on, I find it harder to go back to those games. Uh huh. Like I think they're still yeah. fun, but Kratos as a character has just become so boring. New Kratos is so much more interesting yeah, mm-hmm. as a character, dad Kratos. But uh, yeah. I do believe, let me refresh the Super Chat list one more time, but I do believe that brings us, yes, to the end of episode 16 of the GVG cast. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We've had a great time. We hope you have too. And as always, we do have to give a special thank you to all of our patrons at the producer tier and above for helping to make this show happen and submitting awesome questions for us to answer at the end of each GVG cast. Thank you all so, so much. Uh, But we also, as always, have to give an extra special thank you to all of our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine, amazing, wonderful, stupendous folks include Brandon Bovia, Cutie Caitlin, Fangs, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Just Brian, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman23, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Sonic X Ethan Meyer, Logan Daniel, Christopher Bakke, The D-Pad, Highly Anticipated, Vesmio, Waffle King, BeerJ373, XD, Kitty Kong Facts, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, Joshua Hunter, Benny Yao, Azran127, Black King, Pagrima, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Orum, Brady Power, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Killamox, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, Kenneth Lee Stingle, Jessica Toad, Deaneth, Sci-Fi Lullabies, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hubi, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Ascaron 809, Reiner, Captain Finlandia, Nathan Steele, Spicy Pand Otter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Rosa Pardo Bowling. Hi, Mom. That's it. Kane Woolley, <laughs> Skull Kid Tiger, Dark Steel 01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jurassic, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Ditter Sonic, Darik, Jeff Ed, Nova the Artist, Blaystar 25, Dag Nasty, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Screamo Shaman, Mason Riley, Keel, Willow Pingree, Hustlebun, Moon Knight, Noah Fitterer, Calvin Atkinson, Ryan's Fault, Brainchild, Pat Pending, Jim Wakelin, Lauren Bond, Sridhar Ayala, Andy Mine P, Ad, Kyle the Monarch, Alpha Lion, Lord Metarex, Kyle Gamer and Barry Rookie, and last but certainly not least, Jay Brox, thank you all so much for your incredible support of everything we do here at GVG. And if you want to find out more about how you can get on that list, as well as learn about all the other cool perks we offer our patrons, head on over to patreon.com slash gvgaming. And speaking of cool perks, we're about to head over to our patron-exclusive post-show, which we do after every week's GVG cast. So we're going to go do that 
Have a wonderful weekend. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And we'll see you next week. Good night and good vibes. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.